And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We have your NBA Draft Lottery and Western Conference Finals Game 2 action all covered. I'm Dave DeFore. That's Mo DeKeel. Mo, we got to jump right in because, look, we had a fantastic buzzer beater. Even if the finish itself wasn't great, the buzzer beater was fantastic in Phoenix. The Suns now have a two-games-to-none lead over the Clippers with a 104-103 win on the back, Mo, of one of the best buzzer beaters in NBA history. I mean, this was amazing. It was, uh, first off, a great game. I mean, down the stretch, you have guys hitting shots and, and things like that. And then Monty Williams just draws up a gem for a baseline out of bounds, like a deep corner baseline out of bounds, not even like a normal position baseline out of bounds play, draws up a gem. Crowder, first off, Tyler Lue does what we always say, put a big man on the inbounder in that instance. And at that point, it's DeMarcus Cousins. So I don't know how nimble he is with that. But um, Crowder throws a perfect pass after Devin Booker sets a great screen, throws the lob up to DeAndre Ayton, and, and he just takes it home from there. Yeah, you cannot have goaltending on an inbounds because you cannot have a shot from out of bounds, Mo. And, you know, I, I've talked about this play for years. Uh, Jay Triano loves this play. Um, it was a fantastic pass from Jay Crowder. Aiton, of course, makes the play, but none of that happens if Devin Booker, the star of the team, doesn't just absolutely hammer Zubac on a screen. It was a great. It, he sets the screen great. And having him as the screener is perfect because Batum's afraid to help off of him because he's worried of him being able to pop out. And with 0.9 seconds left, that's enough time for him to catch and get a shot off. And with Booker, he can make it. I think he had a shot similar like this in the bubble. I think it was against the Clippers. And so, <laughs> it's so, <deja> vu. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was just kind of the flip. But he sets the having him as the screener is really what makes that play, you know, the chef's kiss. Just, mwah. Well, let's talk a little bit about how we got to that point. Um, you know, look, this is a game for me, Mo, that Phoenix just felt like they controlled for for most of it. But then it was closer than it, I thought it should have been at the end. Did you feel the same way about this? Well, if you took the scoreboard out of the, the equation for the whole game, you would have thought the Suns were up at least by 10 towards down the stretch. And give the Clippers credit. Shot poorly tonight, you know, shot poorly in the first half got it going a little bit better in the second half you know but they just kind of stayed with it and were always within striking distance I think the largest lead was seven points the Suns had you know it never really got out of control and they kind of continued to respond it was just you know and and it put them in a position and they almost stole this one yeah uh the Suns did not have a great shooting night they were only six of 26 for three and, and you know this was a game where I thought they really missed Chris Paul especially early when they just couldn't get stuff going it, it seemed like their offense was just a little bit off especially in that second quarter and then Dario Sarge came in I thought he was great as far as boosting the amount of energy they had on the court I mean he everybody kind of this wasn't this was a a others game 
you know, Devin Booker didn't play that well. Paul George didn't play well for the Clippers. Everybody else played well for both teams. It was the others that really stepped up and carried them until down the stretch when those guys started making big shots, you know, and, and Sarge was awesome in that stretch. There was like moments where, you know, Cam Johnson had a good run in the third quarter. Uh, DeAndre Ayton starts the third quarter with a phenomenal sequence. You know, Luke Kennard starts the fourth quarter and gets the Clippers going again. You know, there was just good runs from individual guys, not from the guys we would expect it from. But Dave, here's the real thing. Clippers had 30 points in the paint. That's pretty nice. The Suns had 60. That's the game at the end of the day. And and the Clippers defense was giving up too many straight line drives, allowing the Suns to get in there. Cameron Payne, it was just a layup line for him all night, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, the, the Suns shot 62.5% on twos. That, that's that's a winning formula for them. Uh, DeAndre Ayton had 24 points, 14 rebounds. Again, this guy just continues to have monster performances in the playoffs. Uh, for, a, for a young guy like this, especially a center, is this still surprising you, or, or do you just think Aiton is here now? No, it's still surprising me a little bit. He's definitely gone up, but like – you know, I it's funny because like I know you, you always want to claim guys right away or here and have made it. But I think, you know, he's he's great. He's been awesome throughout the playoffs. It's continuing the, the development. But this is just a great stretch. That third quarter sequence was amazing from him because it was both ends. He got a block ran down in transition, got the rebound, quick pass to Mikhail Bridges for a layup, came down, they got a turnover, he runs the lane and gets a bucket off of that. Like, his defense was great. It's, it's for me now with him, it's going to be consistently doing it. And, 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 and that's like a greater picture down the road type deal. But he's been phenomenal and he's grown up so much in this playoffs. It has been very impressive. You mentioned not a great game from Paul George and – um Listen, he almost won this game for him down the stretch. He hit a big bucket. He got he had those two free throws. I mean, that was it. I mean, that's and that's part of that is fatigue, you know, and and you know, I think that's that's going to be the thing. But at the end of the day too, you got to make those free throws. If you're if yeah. if you if you're him it, it tired or not, what not, this is the chance to steal a game on the road in the Western Conference Finals. You got to make those free throws. And listen, I know a lot of people are going to start going at him for this. Paul George has atoned himself, folks, for what he did winning those two games against the Jazz to get to the conference finals. So y'all need to chill out here a little bit. I know y'all are going nuts as we're recording on Twitter, but you got to get off him here a little bit. He missed the free throws. It sucks, but they also wouldn't have been positioned with him splitting the defense in transition to get the bucket, making the, the mid-ranger against Jay Crowder after Devin Booker hit his mid-ranger. So everybody needs to chill out. Yeah, 5 of 10 from the free throw line, though, not great. I mean, you you got to look at that. And if you're Paul George, you're probably kicking yourself right now because this is a game that they should have won. Now, it, they didn't play like it the whole game, but they had it in their hand down the stretch. If he hits those free throws, they likely walk away with it. And, and you know, they just got, they just got outdone. Uh, on the other end, I thought Paul George's fatigue – really showed up on the defensive end. Campaign cooked him numerous well, I mean, times. I, do they know he's left-handed? No, they don't. Cause, cause they just, I mean, they, they, part of it was they were icing and pushing him towards the, the, the sideline, which was letting him get to his left, but you're letting a lefty go at Zubach with his left hand. 
I was not very, but even in situations where it wasn't a pick and a roll, you would just see it. And these guys would be positioned where they were trying to take away his right hand. And listen, as a lefty, when I play basketball, I'm literally dribbling with my right hand to get people to think I'm right-handed. So I can just get to my left and get my layup. Cause I really can't go to my right. And that's a scattering report for everybody else about me. But that, I mean, like they, he's just able to get to the left over and over again. When Zubac got the big block, he went to his right. And I'm not saying he can't finish right and, and things like that, but it made it a little bit easier for Zubac. I think that's an important thing to, to look for, for them. But defensively, he definitely struggled as did all the Clippers. Yeah. The, I mean, the Clippers were just bad. I thought for the most part, uh, especially up top, man. I mean, camp campaign really just put it on him 29 points and nine assists from campaign. I mean, look, if you get a performance like that out of camp campaign, I think you have to win this game. You know, you don't have Chris Paul, it's a home game and you got 29 from campaign. So it's a good thing for Phoenix that they actually did manage to pull this out. Uh, is there anything here that you see good for the Clippers that, that they should carry over into game three as they try to win a game in this series? I mean, I think they should feel encouraged, even though they've lost these two games, they lost it by a combined seven points. You know, you were in positions to, you know, a couple of breaks go the other way in game one and you steal that one. I mean, two free throws here and you win this one. It's, it's, you were right in position to win these games and, you know, everybody's favorite cliche doesn't start till a home team loses a playoff game. And, you know, so now you're going back to LA and the Clippers have been here before twice being down Oh, two going, you know, and this time going home. So I think um, I wouldn't count them out yet. I mean, they're just right there. I think they got to tweak a few things. They got to figure out how to defend the sun, Spain pick and roll. But besides that, I think they're I, I'm not going to write them off yet, but also the suns are a little bit different than these other teams. They play this yeah, absolutely. And they may get Chris Paul back in game three, which, you know, that's a huge, uh, you want to talk about a counter. I mean, if you're the Clippers, you're having to guess right now who you're even having to prepare for. They add Chris Paul to this mix and all of a sudden, whoo, 3-0 looks kind of likely. Well, I mean, they're, 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 I trust that they're preparing for all of this. I imagine they were ready for Chris Paul in even game one, just because it wasn't sure until game one that he wasn't playing it wasn't sure until you know i think it was yesterday afternoon they've been planning for this so i'm not worried about the game planning aspect of chris paul coming in looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We got a little bit of news, Mo. The the NBA held its annual draft lottery uh, tonight. And uh, look, man, we had some winners. I don't know. Can you have losers if it's a lottery? I mean, you're just in it. I don't know if you can be a loser, but we do have some winners. And I got to say. No, you got, I'll, I'll, I'll name you <laughs> one loser for sure if you want. I mean, we can just. Yeah, name, tell me the losers. Uh, no, the loser right now is Minnesota. I mean, you know, they, they lose their draft pick, Dave. That's that's losing. That's how you lose in the draft lottery, Dave. You, you were in the lottery, and now you don't have a draft pick. There you go. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves, perpetual losers. They lost that pick. It goes number seven to the Golden State Warriors, who also have the 14th pick. Uh, but the Detroit Pistons, they get the honor of being able to draft Cade Cunningham, presumably. Well, uh, I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. Houston Rockets get the second pick. The Cavs get the third. And the Raptors round out the top four. Orlando has picked five and eight. OKC did all that tanking and only wound up with the sixth pick. Mo, uh, is that a little bit of karma? What are we calling this? No, and- yeah, no. You you literally trashed the games down the stretch at and, and, and- you know, you, to to try to get the number one pick, and I'm not sad for you that it didn't work out that way. Yeah, uh, Sorry, moment Oklahoma. of the night. <laughs> moment of the night for me was uh, Swin Cash forgetting she was on camera for a second <laughs> and being disappointed at, at landing the tenth pick because you know I think too often in these things they're a little bit you know it's a little too canned. People are are a little bit too uh, you know not they're not comfortable, and she was clearly very comfortable in her environment, so that was fun to see. Uh, I feel like I'd probably feel the same way. Uh, so who do you want to see draft Cade if he doesn't go one? I mean, I'm assuming he's going one, but do you have a favorite destination for Cade Cunningham? Oh, I mean, like if you're Houston, you're going to be, you would be ecstatic if he drops to them at two. Um, I don't have a favorite. You know me, Dave. I haven't watched it. I'm just beginning to watch college basketball uh, cliffs to study for the draft. Like literally just started on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to catch up on the draft uh, after the draft at some point. Once I know where these guys are going to go, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the podcasts we've got over at The Athletic. If you haven't already signed up, go to theathletic.com slash dailyding and do it now. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Mo, do your thing. Ding, ding.